This is HPR episode 2865 entitled, The YouTube Channels I Really Like. It is hosted by Arun Patton, and is about 14 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, just some random thoughts on some random YouTube channels. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi there, this is Jerome Batten again uh, with another podcast. And this time I thought, let's talk about the YouTube channels that I really like. Uh, you know, just some random thoughts on some random YouTube channels. I mean, there are a lot of YouTube videos, lots of video YouTube channels, and of course a lot of uh, uh, viewers. So what makes me any special? Well, nothing. So there's that. But... Nevertheless, let's let's just um, let's just proceed and, and see where this is uh, where this is uh, leading us. So the first thing um, uh, that I uh, like to talk about is uh, it's it's a sort of a comedy uh, channel. It's called The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and he is a sort of a late night talk show host in New York. Uh, he is clearly a liberal or a Democrat or both, but <laughs> anyway, really not a conservative. But um, he, I, I, I just I find him funny. So lots of laughs, uh, at least on my uh, part. And um, whenever he publishes a show, um, it's one of the things that I, what I try to do to end the day. You know, end the day on a good note. Um, um, he doesn't publish every day, um, and that's that's a weird thing. So he publishes outtakes of his shows, so without commercials. Okay, that's great. I mean, I hate commercials, um, but if I then then become interested and I said, okay, let's let's buy a subscription to view the content. It's banned because I'm living in the uh, in Europe and and not in the U.S. So um, well, anyway, that's their loss, right? Um, and well, I'm I'm not going to talk politics because I don't think that's that's this is the place for that. It's just well, I like the show. Uh, by the way, all the shows and channels I mentioned are in the show notes. With the URLs, so if you got interested, just hop over to the show notes, click on one of the URLs, and uh, and enjoy. So the next um, one, uh, the next channel I like to talk about is the one called Curious Mark, and Curious Mark is a techie guy, and he likes to uh, work on restoring uh, old stuff. 
that by itself is 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 great. I mean, he he has a whole story of 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 uh, rejuvenating a teletype model fifteen and model twenty that's back from nineteen fifteen to nineteen thirty five. Uh, that 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 day and age, um, so long time ago, and but, um, and this is r- rather special at the moment because it's about oh, it's uh, this year it's fifty years ago that the world put the man on the moon uh, with the Apollo um, um, uh, space program. Now, a curious Mark has somehow gotten his hand on an original Apollo AGC. And the AGC is the Apollo Guidance Computer. And the Apollo Guidance Computer is um, it's, it's a rather cool piece of technology, even for 90... It's high-tech in 1969, right? And before you think, well, that can't be high-tech, <laughs> trust me, it can. Um, how do you put someone on the moon how do you write software how do you store a program reliably into a machine um that's going to travel through space there are no spare parts in space you know you can't just hop over and and start um working on stuff um anyway um and it's at the moment it's a series of it uh, today i i saw part 21 so there are at least 21 parts in this series the apollo agc and um it's it's fascinating it absolutely is fascinating the um the 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 way the hardware in at that time worked how they sort of built hardware rom by using um uh, uh magnetic core memory but then weaving small threads in a specific order through the course in a way that it was a read-only memory uh, module um uh, one of the parts they simulate um flying to the moon uh guided by the agc and at some point they want to start to land on the moon and for that you need the input of uh, accelerometer accelerometer um so that the um the 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 capsule the rocket part whatever knows that he is descending in in a controlled way and well they haven't had haven't got that hooked up yet so that's where this exercise stops but um the way this works and 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 the way you you um use verb and nouns to select uh, a program and parameters into a, a, a system and you only have seven segment displays to to see the output it's it's amazing it really is anyway so that's a really uh, nice um um uh, thing to see um and fascinating um that's that's all i can say um well and then there is the the other channel it's completely unrelated except for one video that sort of over, overlaps curious marks apollo agc po- uh, uh series 
And that's the Moshix channel. Now, the Moshix channel, for those who have heard all my podcasts, because my first one was about running your mainframe on Linux for fun and profit. And I already discussed the Moshix video channel there because he puts in all he puts online a lot of videos describing how old mainframes work and uh, in, in much detail and very easy to follow. But now his recent video is where he shows how you can uh, find the original source code of the Apollo uh, uh, guidance computer because the software for the Apollo guidance computer is open source. It is on GitHub. Um, and um, there's even um, a, a, a compiler that runs on, on Intel hardware that can compile the old stuff to the original bytecode. Um, and there is a, a, an emulator that runs that bytecode. So, and it's all in one project. I'll I'll put the link in the in in, in the show notes. Um, to the, the the link to the the Git repository. Anyway, so Moshix describes how uh, you um, uh, clone this uh, this Git repository and compile the, the software, and then uh, and then run it. And um, uh, yeah, that's it, it's always. That's one of the other things I'm I'm um, subscribed to to his channel uh, all, all three so far, and um, yeah, it, it's it's fun, and it's it's um it's something else, you know, than than the standard. Oh, this is Linux stuff, and oh, this is Windows, or this is I don't know. Anyway, mainframe is not really mainline anymore, uh, except for some small parts uh, of the universe. Um, but um, nevertheless, it's 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 fun to to listen to, and the last one I would like to discuss is let's let's put it this way: he's a hacker, and this project is certainly one um, that you would call uh, worthy of the term hacking. But what did this guy do? Well, he bought uh, a missile base in the U.S. Uh, one that was scrapped when there was this this sort of um, I don't know what the English, English English term for it is, but at some point in the 80s or the 90s, the Russia and the US decided that they would cut down on all the nukes they had, and they all had uh, both sides had to demolish uh, parts of their infrastructure of their defensive infra- nuclear infrastructure to show the other um, uh, side that they were serious with it. And uh, so he, um, this guy, he bought a piece of land um, from the government, from uh, knowing that that piece of land uh, beneath uh, all the grass uh, would would contain a complete missile base, of course without a rocket. Um, and he starts to dig. He starts to well, he starts to locate where the probable entrances he starts to dig there used to be a sort of an elevator shaft that was uh, completely filled with debris uh, from the demolition of uh, of the topside building it was a small topside building going to the elevator um, so he excavates that then there is a really big blast door weighing tons of um, well weighing tons anyway um, and he gets in and he, he, he films a lot of, um, 
the whole adventure, you know. And, and at the end of the, of, 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 of this all, it's, it's, I believe it's going to be his man cave or, or for, uh, to, to, to sit and relax with drinking buddies. I don't know, but the whole, um, journey from, uh, having, uh, just a piece of land and somewhere beneath that is, um, is a nuclear, uh, uh, facility. Um, uh, defense facility is is uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing, and um, the fun thing is that channel. The name of that channel is Death Wears Bunny Slippers. Yeah, it's Death Wears Bunny Slippers. Now, why would it be called Death Wears Bunny Slippers? It seems pre- pretty uh, unrelated, you know, Bunny Slippers Death. What has that to do? Well, death has clearly, of course, with the nuclear rocket, but bunny slippers? Really? Well, if you think about it, those facilities were um, manned 24-7 for years. So you went to your work for, I don't know, an 8 or 12-hour shift. I don't know how much. Maybe 24-hour shift could also be. But if it's a 24-hour shift, at some point, you're going to sleep. And if you go to sleep, at some point during the night you'll probably wake up and wanted to go to the toilet. So you put on your slippers. Yeah, that's right. Your bunny slippers. And you hop on over to the toilet, do your thing and get back to bed. But at the same time, you're also um, um, responsible for uh, a pretty hefty amount of death and destruction. Uh, talking about death and destruction, you know that you've all, you've probably heard of those launch codes, and uh, that they're really secret. Well, I once was at uh, and I was uh, looking. In, it was in a museum. It was a, a, a nuclear submarine museum, and it had twelve tubes to uh, launch uh, nuclear missiles. And on every tube there was this keypad where you could enter the launch code to really. Uh, unlock the the, the 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 missile, and uh, there was a small note there saying that up until the mid 80s, so 85, 86, 1985, 1986, um, and there was some some concern that when it ever would come to the moment that they really had to launch those uh, missiles, you really don't want people to. Um, to um, be unable to enter uh, any um, uh, launch code. So, and it was 12 digits, but believe it or not, it was 12 12 times a zero. That's right, 12 times a zero would be enough to launch a nuclear missile. Back until 85, and then somehow I think they thought that they could wise up a little and then do something else. Um... Well, anyway, that's that's my short note for today. Um, if you have any comments, any questions, just hop over to the show notes. Uh, give some comments, give some feedback. I love to read them. I really do. And um, till we meet again, bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. 
If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.